Hello, everyone, and welcome to Vanish Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. This is episode 18. I am your host, Pete Castanis, and this is a special Mother's Day episode. And uh, this program will be brought to you by True Value Hardware with Lee Phillip. Hi, this is Lee Phillip inviting you to shop at the store where the name over the door tells you there are values like these. Choose an appliance gift for mom, like the Hamilton Beach Broiler Skillet, only $19.88, or the West Bend Quick Drip Coffee Brewer. It brews coffee fast, filters out bitterness, too. Here's the rival Crock-Pot with a stoneware liner that lifts out for easy serving and cleaning. There are dozens of great gift ideas for mom at participating True Value hardware stores. Okay, we are back, and I hope you enjoyed that commercial. That was from 1976 with Lee Phillip, who was a famous uh, TV personality in Chicago from a long, long time ago. She was everywhere on television, and uh, what a remarkable woman. I will be talking about her and her career in a later episode. So uh, today I will talk about a few things. Uh, th- like I said before, or this is a special episode. Uh, today is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers, and especially to my mother, which I love her dearly. And uh, the first thing I will talk about is a bakery called Schmidt's Bakery. Um, I think a lot of people are not very familiar with that, but it's a family. It was a family-owned bakery. And uh, right now there are two locations. Well, there were three, but uh, now there are two. One is at, it's located at Deerfield in Buffalo Grove, Illinois. Uh, There was one in Schaumburg, but I think, and I believe it closed down about a couple years ago. And uh, I just want to make sure because I think it was, I think one of the family members owns those two bakeries at the present time, and their ancestors owned uh, the Schmitz bakeries in the Chicagoland area. And uh, they had some wonderful uh, displays of cakes and pies, mostly cakes, I guess. And uh, their specialty was called the Queen Liz, and that was created in 1959 when Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip visiting in Chicago. And uh, the cake was filled with strawberries, bananas, and Bavarian cream, surrounded by ladyfingers and topped with a whole strawberry resembling like a crown. Oh, I would love to see a picture of that. And uh, that that took off uh, pretty fast because, uh, you know, the queen... To this day, she's still a popular figure. And uh, so there were other uh, bakeries that were, that that they, uh, I'm sorry, they were a lot of uh, cakes they made and donuts and all that. And uh, I posted a postcard of that uh, on my Facebook page about a few days ago. And it seems like a lot of people didn't remember it, but, uh, but it was... Uh, quite a place. So, uh, so I, the place is still running. I probably your great grandson of Henry Schmidt. That was the owner of the uh, locations in Chicago. So 
Now, uh, another thing I'll be talking about is um, the TV series M-Squad. And I found a TV bumper yesterday. And uh, the show ran for about, uh, ran from September 20th, 1957 through June 21st, 1960. And it aired on NBC. In Chicago, it was WNBQ. Later on, it turned into WMEQ. I think it changed letters, I believe, in 1964. Now, this interesting show uh, starred Lee Marvin, and they filmed uh, locations in Chicago. And there's an interesting story to that. Uh, I listened to a segment on WGN Radio, and there was an author. He talked about the show, and I found it fascinating. And uh, it, it seems like the when the mayor, Richard J. Daly, uh, was not happy about the show because it put a bad light on in the city, which, you know, today, well, that doesn't hasn't changed much. So, And uh, I guess maybe he was paranoid or he had a certain dislike to the show, but, uh, but they, uh, there was no financial backing from the city, no cooperation. So... Uh, he put a halt to it probably around the third season, and they and then while the show aired, they probably reused footage of the locations. And uh, I I have the show on DVD. I bought it. Oof, like two thousand eight, two thousand nine when it came out. I've never seen the show. I vaguely remember someone talking about it, but I when it was released on DVD, I was curious. So on an impulse, I bought it. And I started watching it every day, and I loved it, you know. And they had great guest stars on the show. Oh, wonderful. Uh, there was Charles Bronson, Mike Connors. It was uh, Angie Dickinson, uh, Alan Hale Jr., for, uh, the skipper from Gilligan's Island. There was uh, DeForest Kelly from Star Trek and Letter Nimoy. And uh, let's see, who else was there? Uh, Don Rickles and uh, Burt Reynolds, in his early roles, and uh, some of the couple of locations I do remember, they showed the old police station. I think it was on Superior and Racine. I don't think the building's there anymore. And one location that stood out to me was at East Seventy Ninth Street and Stony Island Avenue and South Chicago Avenue. That crazy intersection in the South Shore neighborhood, which I remember when I was a little kid. It was near my uh, old church, St. Constantine. Uh, I don't remember exactly when the Skyway was built. I think it was built about in the late 50s, the Chicago Skyway, that is. But I remember when I went to school there from first grade to third, I remember the Skyway very well. Still there. And uh, it was. I was fascinated. And uh, Today they say that intersection is very dangerous, which I tend to believe that. And uh, I remember on the corner there was a uh, a bank, I think it was called the Gateway, and across the street, oh, also there was the Avalon Theater, which is now the Regal Theater, and that theater was beautiful, the Avalon. Uh, I'll talk about the Avalon Theater in another time. And there was a restaurant called the Kikapu Inn. I like that name. And uh, my mother, at the time when they lived in, my mo- my mother and father, when they lived in the area, they went to a party there. And she couldn't pronounce the name, which was funny. 
And uh, the building's still there, but uh, right now it's a church. So thank goodness for that. So anyway, back to the M Squad. Um, after it went off the air in 1960, it was syndicated and it aired on channel WGN Channel 9 for a while. Then they took it off the air. Uh, it hasn't been seen since for a long, long time until the show was released on DVD. And Me TV in Chicago started airing maybe about a few years ago. And it aired about maybe a, less than a year. Uh, I, I caught a few episodes, but uh, it's not on the air anymore. Uh, I don't know the reason why. Maybe it's the same reason Richard Daly said about, you know, putting a bad light on the show or it just didn't get good ratings. But uh, when I posted the bumper the, yesterday, a few people remember the show fondly and they, they loved it, you know, and uh, they showed the gritty side of Chicago <laughs> in the late 50s. So uh, I hope uh, if, if you have a chance to uh, buy it on DVD and watch it, hopefully it'll be back on TV. Uh, I believe there's a few episodes on YouTube. You can catch that, and you'd be fascinated because Lee Marvin, his role as Lieutenant Frank Ballinger was excellent, and I loved his voice. You know, he uh, he seemed like an easy guy. I, I love the actor. Uh, my favorite my favorite uh, movie from him is Cat Baloo, which uh, that was wonderful. I love that movie. They rerun the movies uh, on WJ Channel Nine. For years, and uh, hopefully I'll see it again, maybe on TCM. Okay, uh, another thing I want to talk about is uh, is a a news anchor that passed away was Bob Wallace, and uh, when I heard about his death uh, a few days ago, I was stunned. You know, I was uh, very shocked. It was very sad, and. Uh, so he passed away on April 28th. 20, yeah, I think April 28th. And he was 80 years old and he had COVID, which was ter- terrible, terrible. And uh, he started a WBM Channel 2 in, in 1970. And he was there from, from 1970 to 1991. And he was there, oh, a long time. And uh, I don't remember him anchoring the news, I do remember him from the shows that he co-hosted. For example, there was Noonbreak with Lee Phillip, and there was uh, Two on Two, and Backroads. And uh, I remember him Two on Two, and on uh, Noonbreak, not really, because Noonbreak was on at 12, and my mother watched the show, but the thing is, at the time, we had one television set, and I watched Buzzle Circus. And uh, that didn't go well. <laughs> and uh, there was a f- he was famous for his feature called Where's Wallace? And he would go places uh, in the Chicago area, like today that most people on the news do now. Like, for example, on Around Town on WGN Channel 9. With, and <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, he did that before. Uh, I don't know if other people have done that before him. I don't think so. And he would interview people with strange hobbies uh, or um, some stores that are unique in the Chicagoland area. And uh, he would participate in some strange stunts. 
Yeah, and uh, that was it. Was funny when he did. And, you know, he seemed like a serious man, but to me, he seemed like he had a lot of fun. And I, when I look at him, I start laughing because. <laughs> and my favorite segment was. Every year around Thanksgiving, he would visit a turkey farm. I don't know where that was located. And uh, one time he would ask the turkeys, uh, how's everyone doing? And all the turkeys gobbled all together and started laughing at that. And uh, my brother remembers that very well. And uh, I I loved it. And uh, there was a special, uh, you can catch it on YouTube, that he did on Riverview, which was I loved it, you know, and it showed clips and he interviewed people that operated the uh, rides. Uh, so I don't remember the rides, but uh, and uh, he did a brief history on the uh, amusement park. And uh, it was, I, I loved it. So you can catch it on YouTube, you know, with Bob Wallace hosting that. I think it was a segment on two and two, I believe. I don't know. So he. Uh, he was, uh, after that, he, uh, oh, he also did a report called on the Shannon Rover Irish Pipe Band, which he later joined as a drummer. And uh, I remember, you know, when he wore that kilt and he played the drum, I started laughing and someone asked him, uh, what's on, uh, Bob, what's under the Scottish kilt? And and he just flipped the kilt. I don't know. And I don't know if he wore any underwear or not. I don't know. <laughs> he might he might have or might not. It depends, you know. And uh, he would start laughing. So it's hilarious, you know. Uh, what a wonderful man he was, you know. And the last time I saw him on television was... Uh, he was uh, on... Chicago's Best on Channel 9, and he was interviewed by Elliot Bambrow. I think that's how you pronounce his name. You know, he's a nice man. And uh, they went to Gurney, and lo and behold, there was Bob Wallace, and he was talking to Elliot, and he and he smiled and laughed a little. He hadn't changed at all. And that was about maybe oh, four or five years ago. He seemed okay. He seemed very nice. He seemed happy. You know, that's a shame that he that he's gone. So he was a legend, you know, and uh, very versatile, very versatile man. Okay, so all right. So the last thing I will talk about is well, today is Mother's Day, and I and I want to touch on a few things. Like I remember in the newspapers and television ads that they would advertise Mother's Day. Uh. Like, for example, sales from department stores. And uh, not much about restaurants, mostly the newspapers with the restaurants. So uh, right a few days before uh, Mother's Day will arrive, uh, there will be restaurants and ads have a, spe- you know, they would have Mother's Day special brunches. They would receive free flowers. But, you know, you have to... Uh, call ahead, you know, make reservations because it's always packed. And uh, like for my mother, she doesn't like restaurant food. She doesn't like to go out. I tried a couple of times, but she wasn't satisfied. She'd rather cook and and feed us. And I know if it, it sounds terrible, but that's the way she is. You know, she does this for out of love, you know, and she'll do, probably do that. She will do that today. So, uh, so I buy her uh, Mother's Day card. Sometimes I used to buy flowers, but she didn't. She didn't like to, to waste money. So, 
I just do uh, for her, you know, that, that was her wish. So I, I do that. So it's the appreciation. She, she loves that, you know, because she's wonderful. As for the Mother's Day uh, ads in the newspapers, and I remember mostly it was Marshall Fields. I posted a tin, like a candy tin uh, yesterday. Uh, they got beautiful things. I remember there was one item I saw on eBay or Worth Point. It was ladies' white gloves, and they looked so. And they were from Marshall Fields, and they looked so beautiful and elegant. Oh, you know, but women don't wear gloves today, not at all. But uh, when I when I see pictures of that, they they look so beautiful and and very pretty. So uh, there was. Like I mentioned before, there was Marshall Fields. They advertised it. Also, Carson's, uh, Litton's. Uh, what other stores? Are, I'm trying to remember what downtown. Uh, Goldblatt's, uh, Sears, uh, Weebolts, of course. And uh, and also, like, boutiques. Uh, I remember one boutique, uh, I think a lot of people remember, was Rosalie. And there was one at Fort City near my old neighborhood and uh they were located and the clothes uh from my mother what she told me the clothes were beautiful and very well made you know and uh it was a wonderful store so uh i remember on television ads uh like for example grocery stores like uh, jewel dominic's uh there was eagle food center uh cub foods um you name it uh so they also had, uh, like, for example, what items they had on sale. Now, they had, like, appliances on sale. Now, I don't know if today's mothers want to have appliances for Mother's Day. I know they don't want it for Christmas. You know, they want something, uh, fun gifts, you know, like uh, candy, flowers, uh, a card, uh, lingerie. You know, not not uh, standard traditional gifts like toasters uh a blender you know but they did that in the old days and i posted a ad uh, a long time ago from gately's uh, people store that was in L- roseland and they the the ad showed was uh appliances for sale now you know i posted that and uh, i had a lot of feedback from people uh it was 50 50 uh most of the women thought it was sexist and you know not not for today <laughs> i can understand that but uh, as the man no <laughs> you can understand but uh you know when you buy an appliance or something that's for the house it's a it's a necessity you but you don't buy it for on a on a special occasion you just buy it any old day you know but same thing applies for Christmas. You know, most day you buy something uh, very special, very uh, that a woman would enjoy. Okay, so that be all for today. Uh, I just give you a quick health update. Uh, I received the pills um, a couple of days ago. This will help to help my prostate cancer. Um, it's been removed, but uh, my PSA went up a bit. So my my doctor suggested that, and I've been take. I had to take three the first day, which was yesterday, and I take one uh, in the morning every day until it runs out. There's about thirty, so we'll see what happens. And I will be going to see him on June thirtieth, 
And a week before, I will take a blood test, and then he will receive the PSA results, and we'll take it from there. Hopefully, it'll work. It would work. It will lower it. I don't know how long. It might be, cont- I might, I might, he might prescribe some more just to be on the safe side. We'll see then. Okay. So, this is episode 18 for Vanish and Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Castanis, and I want to wish you a happy Mother's Day. And this is to my mother and her friends and to all the mothers all over the world. Because uh, mothers are the, are the best. The very best. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening to me. And have a good day. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye for now. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs>